Welcome back, everybody. Listen up. Right off the rip here, I want to say I'm so absolutely thrilled to have our guest on today. I'm so absolutely thrilled to be starting this series as well. One of the inspirations for this podcast existing, one of the legendary superhero homies, Kevin. Welcome to the studio, man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? I'm back. Uh, Caleb, dude, thank you so much for having me on, man. Hell yeah, yeah. man. Hell yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm very excited now that I can brag that I have, uh, you know, oh, the hat trick of podcasts. That's uh, true. Yeah, now, now it's there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you started a podcast epidemic. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, referencing that, uh, listeners out there, what do you call your listeners, by the way? I call mine homies. Oh, man. Yeah. I, uh, uh, fucking nerds. Uh, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I don't have, uh, um, I guess just the listeners. Okay. Yeah, because we haven't, uh, uh, I don't know what would be what would be good like okay. the the evolved the evolved the evolved that's clean that is clean yeah that is yeah. clean yeah it's kind of like uh, I, I guess it, it kind of be you know you're kind of talking down to like everyone who doesn't listen to your show you know <laughs> like these A are the evolved I mean, everybody else those are the unevolved shit well we on the superhero homies podcast where we talk about superhero contents via comic books movies TV shows all the good things I mean. Dude, we do the same damn thing. We call them homie supremes, you that's know? True. Yeah. That's true. As homie a, superiors. As a homie supreme, I mean, yeah. I, you know, exactly. I, yeah. I understand. It is an elite, you know, class of citizenship. It really is. So. Yeah. You get a card and everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you get a nice little plaque in the mail. You yeah, know? exactly. You know, like those YouTubers, they get like the, the gold and platinum plaques, you know? It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the little nice gold leaf lettering yeah. on the bottom and everything. It's like an etched fake comic book cover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If only we had that budget. Yeah, if only, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just have like a little laser etched kind of thing going on. Well, forgive me as I derobe a little, bro. I got hot quick. Yeah, yeah no worries, no worries. We we got, uh, it, it is, uh, this this room, for those of you who have never been in it, uh, it's it's pretty sealed up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice it's, tight. it's dope. Got like the it. Got the sound blankets on the walls, got the seal at the bottom of the door there, keeps all light and sound out, so. Hell uh yeah, dude. And honestly, uh, so one of the things that's coming up is um, uh, my good friend Stan, who did uh, some of the House of the Dragon reviews, is actually coming on next week to do oh, cool. episode three of this. And, uh, you know, like all my guests before I moved here were all like remote, basically, for the most part. Mm -hmm. And uh, here, because of how sealed this room is, I like the Wi-Fi can't even get in here, really. So I got to run a cable back here so I can get set up to, oh, to do shit. remote guests again. So. It was kind of interesting where it's like before I was only set up to do remote and then now like I can only do in person but about to fix that <laughs> about to have about to have everything. Good, so. good. I was about to say what's what's the lead content of these curtains to block out even the Wi-Fi? Hey man, I, yeah. at least we know Superman can't see in here. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Finally, I'm safe. Yeah, yeah. This is the one room Lex Luthor worked his whole life exactly, to build this Exactly. Yes. Well, I mean I got that bald head. That, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you probably do a way better job than uh, the guy from uh, Batman vs Superman. Uh, yeah. I can't remember his name. Now. Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like him as an actor. Yeah, me too. Just not yeah. as that. They, he was just written poorly. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. It was so so fucking weird. All right. So today we are here. Uh, if you clicked on the episode, you know what's up. <laughs> uh, you clicked on my face. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> This, uh, we're talking about the first two episodes of The Last of Us. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to cover this, and I want to get into your history like with the games. Like, sure. I, the reason I originally wasn't sure if I was going to cover this is this might shock some people, but I don't like them. I, I don't like either game. 
Um, admittedly, guys listening, everyone out there, that was a big-ass shock to me because I have not met anyone before you that was like I verbally, out loud, say <laughs> and claim I don't like this. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> a, a lot of people don't like the second one. but for Yeah, fuck the second one. When people are like, yeah, fuck that second game, I'm like, yes, but also the first <laughs> game. And they're just like, no, 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 no. That's not this train. You're on the wrong train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get out, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, you don't belong here. Get out of here. Where's ticket guy? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tickets, please. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, so that's kind of like my background with it. And and I, if I wasn't gonna like the show, I definitely didn't want to commit to doing nine episodes of the show where I'm right. just gonna hate something. That was actually you know? gonna be one of my questions because we had talked off mic previously about how. You know, I'm a fanboy. I'll admit, I'm on that train of, of fuck the second, love the first, you know? Right. Um, but I knew that you weren't. And hearing that you're doing this episode, first off, I'm honored you invited me on this of all the episodes because I'm a big Last of Us fan if you couldn't, you know, yeah, this hear is that in my voice. Perfect. Yeah. You know? It is. It's so fucking good. And then secondly, I was like, wait a minute. What inspired you to want to cover this even though you personally just don't have a flavor for it. So I am uh, – we'll get into the cast in a minute, but I'm sure. a huge fan of Pedro Pascal, obviously. Oh, yeah. And I'm That man doesn't have enough money yet, you know? Right, yeah. yeah I mean, it's like every single fandom it, it, at this point, you know, it's like uh, – uh, you know, I don't think anybody loved the second Wonder Woman movie – but I was happy to see him in it, you yeah. know, even though his character was kind of... I mean, he did a good job with what he was given. Right. As we love to say on the Super Homies, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, some we were talking about... Uh, Q was on earlier, and we were, like, like running down 2023, and it mm-hmm. was just, like, uh, you know, talking about, like, Love and Thunder, for instance. Like, yeah, Christian Bale, we all know, he's might just be the damn goat, you know what I mean? But... He's sitting there dragging the script. Yep. The script is this giant anchor. He's trying to swim across the ocean with it attached to him. Uh, so you know your script can either help your actors or hurt them. He's just happy to check uh, cash in that Disney check, man. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I, I guess for the hat trick, he's just got to get himself a Marvel role now. Uh, and yeah. then I, I'm also a huge fan of Bella Ramsey as well. I mean, obviously we haven't seen her in as much stuff, but like. All of her scenes from Game of Thrones as uh, Lyanna Mormont were, I mean, scene stealers. I mean, Agreed. She was every she was time. really impressive, especially yeah. for how young she was compared to all the other, like, older, quote-unquote, more experienced actors. She was holding her own. Yeah. Really damn well, yeah. And, and that's what really inspired me to want to watch the show is the casting. Like, I was like, they, you know, number one, it's HBO, and I'm generally a fan of the stuff they do. I mean, he's a fan of The Wire. I'm a huge fan of uh, of Game of Thrones, obviously, the first six or so seasons uh, <laughs> or so. Uh, amen, amen. Love what they do with House of the Dragon. Um, Euphoria is one of the best shows. Mm, uh, you know, I, like, I'm just a huge fan of what HBO does. So when I saw that they were not fucking around about the casting, I was like, okay. I mean, I always felt like this may have been better as a movie or a TV show anyway than a video game. Okay. Let's dig into it. And honestly... I was like, about to say that that that's a great segue question. Um, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, yeah, let, let me hear your because you know what my thoughts are. Yeah. Like you can feel my energy already. I already can. Uh, but w- what about you, bro? Like, how are you feeling with the TV versus game? So when I watched the first episode, I immediately said I want to review every episode of this, and and it was similar, honestly, to House of the Dragon because we did every episode of that. Yeah. But it's like if you're going to commit to, I'm going to do every episode of this like weekly. You're saying 
there's the next nine weeks of my show. Yeah. And I'm going to just hammer these out. And it's like, you don't want to hate watch something for that amount of time. So when I watched the first episode, I was like, this is really well done. Uh, I want to cover this. And the same thing happened with House of the Dragon. I was like, no one cares about this. Everybody hates Game of Thrones now. They should just fuck off. And then I watched the first episode and I was like, love it. Let's let's Dope. talk about it. So not saying like I only want to review things that I like, right? Because that's going to get old too. Yeah. But it's just like if you're going to commit to doing every episode of a show, you at least have to find something in it that you love, you know. So so here we are. Hell yeah, dude. Um, but, you know, to, to, to the listeners out there, like, uh, you know, they probably already guessed, like, what's kind of your – history with the games like did you play the first one when it came out and loved it and then you know kind of like just anxiously awaiting that second one right so back in the days before ps5s were coveted and bought by scam robots across the internet (laughs) um we had this old old device for some of you younger folk out there called the ps3 right and you could like cook eggs on it exactly yeah yeah, yeah. weird ass shape the eggs might run off but it was perfect it was just overheat (laughs) (laughs) uh i never had one Right. I, I had a PlayStation 2, and then I was an awkward gamer where uh, someone gifted me an Xbox 360. And I'm not going to look a free gift in the fucking mouth. Right. Just, that's a free horse, damn it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't care how its teeth look. Give me that shit. Yeah. And um, weird phrase, by the way. It is a very odd phrase. Dude, weird phrase. It's one of those, like, old the... people phrases that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, first off, no one's giving you a full goddamn horse no more. That's like $30,000 at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, It's a little anyways. dicky, like, why can't free be compared? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for a little dicky joke on this episode. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, not even 10 minutes in. We have arrived. Um, but yeah, no, so I was uh, hanging out with my boy Q one day. Uh, I, I call him Q. Uh, a lot of listeners out there have known him as Ace, uh, you know. Um, I usually he's a man of many names. both on this show just because uh, yeah. I'm probably going to call him Ace throughout the, oh, yeah. the broadcast. And so, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, Ace, I was over at his pad one day in our in our. Many, many younger years, many, many years ago. Um, and he was playing this game. And I was just kind of like, at the time, it was just him in an apartment. Like he was living by himself, you know, just a right. small, real tiny, shitty apartment. Uh, you know, what we could afford back in the Right, days. yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we all had one of those. Exactly, yeah. And this was before Q and I had roomed with each other for almost 10 flipping years, yeah. Uh, so previous to that whole history, I'm there, I'm hanging out with him, and he's playing this game. I'm like, what the, what you got going on here, dude? And he's like, oh, you haven't heard about this yet. This is called The Last of Us. And, uh, you know, he's playing, he's playing, he's having a good time. And then, like, the next time I went to go hang out with him, he's like, hey, why don't you start your own profile? And I was like, okay, okay. And he let me just play the beginning. Immediately. That shit was like doing a full line of coke. Because <laughs> immediately, Caleb, my my whole spirit was in this stuff. I was just like, I gotta play this some more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, PS4 came around, and I finally was able to get my own like copy of the game because right. I had coveted this game for so long. I was like, I gotta play, I gotta play. Finally played it. I played it like three times front to back, and I was just so enamored by the story and everything. And I loved it. You know, we, we can talk about the gameplay because you're right. right. It is an ancient gameplay to style compared, especially to nowadays. Right. But it just resonated. It was, yeah. it was a well-told story, really, really cinematic for a game, which at PS3 time, there weren't many games I could brag that, you know? Right. Um, 
And so that that just roped me immediately, you know. There was so. that weird era in gaming, and I, and I think it definitely started around maybe the the original Xbox and PS2, and and it probably didn't come out of that um, of that until maybe like the PS4 and the, um, the Xbox One. It's like there was that weird kind of time where we went from like the PlayStation One graphics or like the Dreamcast graphics. Like uh, like Dreamcast, uh, I don't know if you ever had one of those, but they did such a, a great job with uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica. Like, they really kind of did the narrative thing. But, like, then I feel like that next, like, graphical leap where they were trying to go more cinematic with it, I think gaming for, like, five, six years just, like, really struggled with that. You yeah. Know? Um, and now it's, like, weird to think about that we went through that time because, like, pretty much every game has, you know, it looks like a damn big budget movie. Right, exactly. I.e. your Horizon New Dawns or Zero Dawn, excuse me. Yeah. Or your fucking uh, uh, of God of War. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the 2018 God of War was already like that. And then yeah. you see the new one on the PS5 and you're yes. just like, is this a movie? Am I playing this? Is this controller doing anything? Like, this right? is amazing. Yeah. You know? So good. Uh, so I, I do want to point out here, though, that um, you know if you're listening to this and you, you're not someone who plays the games and just watches the show, uh, we're going to keep the spoilers to only the parts of the game that the show has covered, right? So we're going to talk like differences between the show and the game, uh, but uh, we're uh, we're not going to talk about like anything beyond where the show has gotten to mm-hmm. until the end. So we'll we'll let everybody know, like, hey, you know, game spoilers are coming. Uh, so, you know, if if you're watching, if you're listening to this and you only are watching the show, uh, don't be like, hey, these damn video game nerds are about to spoil this whole thing for me. So, yep. so you can stick around. You're safe. And, and thank you, too, for staking that, that flag real quick. Because I was actually about to verbally ask you, okay, is this the part I need to keep a lid tight? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll put that. Uh, um, I finally got an adulting point recently. Just a quick sidebar. Got uh, Someone gifted me some Pyrex. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, fuck, I got some motherfucking Pyrex up in here. Oh, man, now I'm, I am got, like, a full-on two adulting points yeah, for that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got my first, like, Pyrex, like, bowl last year. I had to make, like, an industrial amount of banana pudding for an, uh, for something. <laughs> and I was like, I have nothing to put this in. I just see I, see, I just see you on the couch, like, watching, uh like, HBO with this banana pudding for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I just got, like, the giant tub, and I'm just kind of... Exactly. You're like, man, this is a great show. <laughs> <laughs> Three episodes later, god damn, I have no more banana pudding. <laughs> yeah. Good thing I got another fifty gallons in the in the kitchen. You know, so Okay. All right. Good shit. The old Pyrex. Uh you know, uh and, and this is also made me think about this. Like, mm. hey, if you're listening to this episode, go check out the hot ones thing we just did. Oh my gosh. Yes, so fun, dude. That was amazing. Uh yeah. and, and watch the video. Like the, the audio for it's great, but like mm-hmm. It, it, you got to be able to watch the the video to really like capture i think the the essence of like the room and everything mm-hmm. you know and then also see me suffering yeah so. you, you really see the pain through the video <laughs> yeah. you can only feel it <laughs> yeah 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 so so let, let's get into it man like Hell what did, yeah. what did you think about these uh these first two episodes cuz we're going to cover both of them today so uh like you know were you worried about the show like you know what's oh, hbo yeah. going to do to my baby oh yeah Oh, yeah, hands down. I have been hurt emotionally too hard in the past many, many times, i.e. due to, like, Marvel or, or fucking Disney Marvel or DC, whatever corporation you want to blame, uh, taking one of my babies and just ruining it. Yeah. Just, just, just 
doing evil shit to it and just like oh my gosh what it was already great why'd you have to put your grubby fingers in this you yeah. know uh too many examples to name we're not going down that rabbit hole we're staying positive and um so whenever i came home one day f- uh from work very recently q already you know uh he was walking towards the couch and you know i've lived with this guy for a long time this is a good long friend of mine good old uh, ace over there and um i know i know whenever we both typically go to bed Right. And it's like, nah, bro, it's go to bedtime. He's like, nah, man, it's Last of Us time. I said, oh, screw me. Let's sit the ass down. Yeah. <laughs> we started watching the show, and I was fascinated with what they did. Yeah. Uh, and if I may go ahead and use that segue here, um, I, I see that they did a, a great opener. I was actually a fan of it. Yeah. It hit me way harder than it did in the game. And I th- yeah. And, and that comes down to, number one, you spend more time with Sarah – in the show than you do in the game. Yeah. And number two, uh, the death scene where, I mean, Pedro Pascal's acting there. You felt that pain from him. Spoilers from the show, by the way, for anyone who hasn't seen even the show. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you haven't even seen even the show, <laughs> you, you should tap out right now. Yeah. Uh, like, click that pause, get your HBO subscription, I don't care how, and then come back. Yeah, pirate yeah, yeah. that shit if you got to. Exactly. And yeah, then, yeah, and then yeah. come back. But uh, yeah, we are going to be full tilt spoiler talking about the first two episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. We're just not going to spoil anything that goes beyond the show until until later on, and we'll give plenty of warning. I promise, that. at least everyone listening, I promise you, I won't spoil episode three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So I, I agree with you. You stole the thoughts right on my brain. Like, the show has the benefits that a game doesn't have. In that it can take the time. It can let you gestate and literally marinate with these characters a little longer, get to know them, build that chemistry, that relativity. And all of a sudden you're just like, oh, Sarah's a, a good down-to-earth chick living a, you know, a not-so-easy life, maybe like someone else out there watching. Um, and I really dug it. I dug the extended intro. I like what they did with like the, the neighbors and how they were like more buddy-buddy, uh, almost to like a, uh, you know... Yeah, yeah, elbow your friend knowingly, like, oh, here comes old Mr. Smith, that old fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you're just like, all right, what's up, Mr. Smith? You okay? Doing good? Oh, I got roped in a 20-minute conversation with the guy. Oh, what do you know, you know? Uh, but everything was nice. It was, it was, like you said, a great time to really get to know Sarah more. Yeah, and yeah. the actress that played her, Nico Parker, she did mm-hmm. an incredible job. She really did. Really, like, endearing. And yeah. like, those of us who played the game, we're sitting there watching that shit like, I really like this. Oh fuck! <laughs> you know, you're like, ah, oh, this character's great. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're just kind of like, oh man, this is a little. Uh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, one of the things that I always admired about the game too is like, um, just that's such a bold choice to introduce, like a character like Sarah, mm-hmm. and then kill them off at the very beginning. I mean, you have such a very like short amount of time to, you know, like be introduced to her, be introduced to Joel and then have his life completely change in an instant. You like see the thing that will define the rest of his existence basically. Um, and like for somebody who goes into the TV show, knowing nothing about the games, you know, they had to have been like, what the fuck? Exactly. Yes. And that's why I'm so excited. I want to talk to someone. I know, uh, actually the homie Joe, uh, A.K.A. Cotton Eye Joe. Um, I, I call him Judge Joe Brown. Yeah, actually, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Q and I were making that joke last night. I, I was telling him I'm going to be on the show, 
And we were joking around because uh, I made a Cotton Eye Joe joke out of nowhere because he's playing the new Dead Space. And I remember like, oh, watch out for Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. And, um, and I was just kind of like, man, fuck, that would have been a funny-ass thing to call Joe when he was on the Hot Ones with us. Yeah. And I was like, damn it. What would have been rea- his reaction? It's like, well, Joe, I, I got to know what your reaction was, bro. Yeah. Shout out to you. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want um, to know what he thinks of the show, not knowing anything mm-hmm. about the game. And uh, shout out to him. For being just such a damn good host, man. Oh yeah, he he rocked that shit. Yeah, 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 incredible. Uh, I'm very also. I'm super super happy that he could sit so close to the contamination zones, <laughs> multiple, and and not leave scarred. Yeah, so good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah, I was worried on a on a couple of them where you just like open it. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Here we are. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that's aromatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, back to what we were saying here with Sarah. Um. Yeah, dude, it's it's really fun. They did a really well, a, a very daggum good job with the writing of her character here for a couple of reasons. They they made her more approachable without trying too hard to make her likable. In other right. words, they didn't try to fucking like Paul Rudd her, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As a something I tease, you know? Yeah, of course. Who, yeah. I can't not like Paul Rudd, but I know what you're doing to me, damn it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, uh, like. When you see him in something where it's like you don't have necessarily a huge attachment to it, like when I saw him in like uh, like Ghostbusters Afterlife, you know, and it's just like he's just in here, just Paul rudding around. You know, that's literally it. <laughs> it's yeah. like maybe that's what the script says: just Paul rudd through the Walmart. Exactly. It, Actually, I was about to make that joke where it's yeah. like, no, literally, he was just cast to be in a fucking Walmart commercial, <laughs> and he got a call from his agent like, oh, I gotta be in Ghostbusters. Can we put the shit in the same? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he just like gets the script, and like, they, they just got all this intricate dialogue, and then he's like, just Paul Rudd around for a few minutes, and he's just like, <laughs> all right, I got you. Yeah. He's like, I Say know exactly less. what you mean. Yeah. Say less. <laughs> How many waffles should I ask for? None? Oh, okay, okay. I, I got you. Um, another thing I want to talk about, too, though, uh, the... The intro that they did for the show, the, like the talk show scene, yes. which had the amazing uh, John Hanna on it, uh, who has been in like um, the Mummy. Uh, uh, he was in Spartacus, like uh, like those type of shows. Uh, they did such a good job with him, like kind of teasing the Cordyceps outbreak yeah. at the beginning. Um, and, and one of the things about that too that I love about this lore and this mythology is like. That shit is real. Mm-hmm. You know, like out of, and, and that's the thing that makes this so compelling is like out of all of the the zombie types, you know, whether they're right, like right, magic right. zombies or it's like a plague <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Or like, fucking Shaun of the Dead zombies where all starts from a gas station hamburger. Yeah. 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 I, I feel, you know, this one is the most scientifically rooted mm-hmm. out of all of them, right? Like something pretty nuts would have to happen for like a zombie outbreak to really occur. But, like, the Cordyceps deal, like, I mean, that's straight up. Like, yeah, if that's, they ever that's evolved, evolution. Yeah, if yeah. they ever evolved to, to be able to live inside of humans, something like this could very well occur. Yeah, so, easy. And that's what makes it, number one, super terrifying, but also so interesting that, like, this is a real, like, grounded thing. And I think the show, uh, you know, has gone even more grounded with it than the games did. Because in the, in the game, like you know, they they did the the spores angle mm-hmm. because you have a gameplay tie in with that. They yeah. have the whole like gas mask thing, and you have to worry about the spores and all. Yeah, and actually, I was going to talk about that too. Uh, I watched a breakdown where they actually talk about their decision, which I'm grateful they supplied that because me watching, of course, as a gamer first, a uh, TV show 
uh, participant second in this particular instance, it's like, okay, well, why are they changing it? Why are they changing things? What the hell? You know, but it's like, oh, that makes sense. In the game, you can play with that aspect of like an isolated gas puff, and that just makes sense in video game culture, where it's like, oh, look, that's the level. That's just like the hindrance I have to succeed through. Right. Whereas in a uh, TV setting, it's like, that wouldn't make sense. Why is the gas pl- cloud not moving? Why is yeah. it just chilling? Okay. Oh, well, let's do the cordyceps angle. And yeah. that was well done, well explained. I dug it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really love it. And and part of, like, that's part of the the kind of genius of them getting the actual director of the games to come and work on the show. It's Neil Druckmann, I think is his name. Yeah. Um, you know, and... It, it's like this is his baby, you know what I mean. He's not trying to uh, to damage it at all, but he he does realize that there are some changes that have to be made mm-hmm. because you're changing your medium. And you know, we were talking about that recently on one of the several things we've been on together. But <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, there's there's when you're going to change mediums, some change is going to be necessary, and you have to not be so blinded by your love of this thing that you're like, no changes, but you also can't fall into that. Like, well, we could do this to get money, you know, like we can just just monetize the shit out of this. There's a balance there. It's like, don't sell out, but don't hard ass. Yeah. 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 You can't be like obsessive with something. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to accept some changes if they make sense and they're still good. And and honestly, I got to say, I like every change from, the game to the show that i've seen thus far same here i mean knock on wood but same here you know that's the way i got a wood phone case <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you can do that anywhere i that was the first time i ever fucking did it i never thought about it before just then yeah oh really wow yeah, I, was, I was surprised myself like god damn how long have i had that phone case this man stays strapped exactly he got, he got it with him everywhere mm. the wood is always ready it's <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> uh good times but uh yeah, no. Also, I want to make another joke here. How many watchers of the show out there have got to admit now that they know what cordyceps are? Yeah. But before the show ever aired, they are just like, oh, I'm sure that's a word. I don't know how to say that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. And, and like, I, I feel like they're going more into the science of it in the in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, since we're here talking about, it, like, this is something that flew completely over my head in the first episode until... I saw like a breakdown online of it. It's like our main cast here. We find out in the second episode that like Patient Zero was like it was in a uh, a flower mm-hmm. um, a flower mill factory. flower yeah. mill yeah in uh, Jakarta India or is it India no it's uh, Indonesia Indonesia very yeah. similar. That is also realistic. That is the largest flower mill in the world, and. Um, our main characters here, they avoid eating flour mm-hmm. all throughout that first episode. Um, at the very beginning, uh, she wants to make pancakes or whatever, and he, they don't have any pancake mix. Mm-hmm. Joel says he's going to pick up a cake. He never does. He forgets the mm-hmm. cake. They don't eat the biscuits that the neighbors offer them. And uh, when she's making the Sarah's making the cookies with the neighbor, she doesn't eat any of the cookies either. So, like, that was just a very cool, like – just like they laid that all through there and like we didn't even see it and then the, you watch the second episode and you find out that the flower is how the you know it originally spread and you're like oh damn yeah q and i were talking about that actually like mid mid episode we actually pressed pause and it's like she didn't eat no pancakes 
what the fuck are you talking about? And we talked it out, and it's like, yeah, we made the same discovery. Like, oh, fuck. We didn't realize how many examples of it were out there. I didn't think about the damn cookies and things like that. Yeah. But it's like, she didn't get the pancakes. They didn't get a cake. Huh. Well, no wonder they get infected. But it's like, oh, no, you're right. It's so cleverly laid out in the whole episode. Because the cookies bit, that was early. Yeah. The cake bit was early. And you're just yeah. like, wow, that was well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fascinating how they're, they're – handling the show you know yeah yeah and and honestly like as we see more in like the second episode the the whole deal with like the little tendrils or whatever is actually like way more creepy mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah 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 twisted yeah straight Damn. twisted um so in this opening episode too uh they changed a couple of things like they 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 changed like how um you know joel and ellie originally meet they kind of changed how the whole like fireflies handoff with uh, Marlene and everything happens, mm-hmm. and they really just kind of like streamlined it. I think. Um, do, what do you think about that? Do you consider that a, a good change from the game, like to just kind of keep that episode, you know, going? Or yeah, no, I think it flows well, you know, um, and, and that's the benefit of having source material that's so well laid out already. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, this is me giving a good plug for The Last of Us video game. Uh, for those of you, again, who haven't made time to play it, you deserve it. Go treat yourself. Yeah. Um, There's like 90 editions you can get now. I know, so right? You have all these don't, options. Don't get that newest bullshit edition. Get the old school one, damn it. I don't know <laughs> what the fucking new thing is, but fuck it. Anyways. Um, back in my day. Yeah, back in my day. Back in my day. We didn't have none of these HD graphics. Exactly. Yeah, we we had the original story. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, what I was saying, though, is that the game, the game itself was so well written out that it already could have played like a screenplay. And so literally just transposing that and then doing whatever you got to do to it, i.e. adding more detail, giving a little bit more exposition here, and like you said, making the appropriate changes for the sake of on-screen appearance for your medium. Yeah, I mean, it. it was inevitable to me that they were going to have a pretty easy time transposing this if that's what they wanted to do, if right. they wanted to stick closer to the game, um, kind of like that happened, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I thought that the the first episode, the like, it was long. It was like an hour twenty, I think. Yeah. Um, but I thought that it in the nineties that was a movie. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they did a great job with with setting it up, though. Like, amen, dude. Uh, just because I tried to watch it, like, okay, it, it, if. I try to think about it like, okay, I'm someone who's never played the game. Mm-hmm. This show, there's like this first episode was just a wonderful kickoff point because they leave you, you find out that uh, Ellie is infected at the very end, mm-hmm. and it's all tense, and it's like we gotta fucking go, and then they like leave, and you're they, you're left on not what I would call a cliffhanger, but like you know, and this is something where that I always like just. I harp on this. This is like the homie commandments for me. Like, okay, y- in any form of entertainment, you you want to leave them wanting more, and th- this episode just like encapsulated that, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it was just such yeah, a yeah. perfect example because it's just you're just like, I want to live. I, I don't want to live in this world, but I want to see more of this mm-hmm. world. You know, I want to experience more of this. I want to be pulled into this. Hell yeah! Uh, and uh, I thought that was a great way to end it. And Agreed. Then, yeah. And having played the video game, I was like, 
Is the next episode just going to be them uh, avoiding uh, Fedra people and fighting them and shit? That would have been the easy way out. That yeah. would have been the easy way out, yeah. Because like, um, they did a good job with that ravine or whatever mm-hmm. that you know from the game where it's like you just – like they throw you into that shit very early in the mm-hmm. game and you got to fight through that nonsense and it takes a while. Like I died in, in that shit a bunch of times. I, I played the game so many times I, I had it memorized. Like, okay, go hide behind the couch here, grab this bottle – Wait for the dickhead. Wait for the dickhead. Crack a bottle. Run, 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 run. Two by four. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah good. Sh- but uh, you know, my nerdiness notwithstanding. Uh, earlier, you you said that it wasn't quite uh, a cliffhanger. You're right. It, it was like a good use, and this is something that you know a lot of people out there can learn about. This was a good use of a twist. Yeah. And it was so fucking well done. I agreed with you. Yes, because it's like. Everyone watching was like already becoming more and more invested. They're becoming invested. Tragedy happens. You feel for Joel. You reconcile with him. You see him doing what a survivor does, just getting through the day. Right. And at the very last moment, what the fuck? Credits. Yeah. Done. Yeah. So good. And the idea of a – and this is also to their credit too – the idea of like the kind of gruff, older male protagonist having to escort this younger character that has some special whatever, that is definitely tropey at this point in time. So it is. It for is. you to be able to pull that off and not make it feel that way, that is an accomplishment right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because number one, uh, obviously, like in the cultural zeitgeist, like. Uh, Pedro Pascal is already doing this with another character. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, with Grogu, and then uh, you know we have The Witcher, which is <clears throat> which is huge right now, mm-hmm. and like that's the same kind of concept, you know. Yeah, I mean Logan arguably ripped it off from The Last of Us originally, and right. here we are now, like going back around the pattern, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, and well, I mean to be fair. To be uh, fair, to be fair uh, the original X Men, you know, they kind of did that with uh, with uh, Wolverine and Rogue, you know, yeah. in, in that movie. Yeah. So, you know, it like oh shit, it's an good age point, old good point. trope yeah. that goes way back. I mean, you know, so it, and it's like you know we talk about tropes a lot, and it's just like you know, there's that phrase like everything under the sun, you know, mm-hmm. like there's nothing new under the sun, basically, and in entertainment pretty much everything has been done. You have to find a tasteful way to put a spin on it or, or you know, you either you either got to put a really good spin on it mm-hmm. or you have to present it in such a good way that people don't, you know, people don't go, oh, I've seen this before. And I think that the, this show, based on the first episode, is doing both of those things. I wonder if the producers of Velma are listening right now. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, <laughs> what's funny about that show? Oh, or rather, bro, I I've only seen one minute. Yeah, dude. It's, like, it's yeah, atrocious. It's, it's, yeah. You say it, did you see that it passed uh, Dragon Ball Evolution as the, it's the lowest rated thing on IMDb. So, you know, that yeah. was a good run, Dragon Ball Evolution. You had a real good run. Uh, it, what's funny is that show is written by uh, Mindy Kaling from The Office. Yeah, she's good. I, I like love her. her. Yeah. Uh, I She's actually got a show on HBO right now. And the show, this is a terrible thing to name it. They named the show The Sex Lives of College Girls. That's what it's named. And you watch that thinking that it's going to be like so, like a softcore porn or something. I was about to say, it but, sounds like it. But yeah. it's actually not. Um, okay. It's uh, it's it's actually uh, like community-esque. 
In a really? Way. Okay, kind of like a, a a drama, more or less. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. And it, it at times it actually kind of devolves into like a rom com thing. Of course. And it's funny because like I typically hate stuff like that, but I got so engrossed in the show, I was watching one episode of it, and I was like, "Fuck! Did I just trick myself into watching a fucking rom com?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I did." Next episode. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. There so, you go. But yeah, the writing on that show tremendous. She's the head writer. Yeah. And I loved her work on The Office and stuff. But, I mean, they can't all be hits. No, exactly. Know? Not everybody's a Brandon Sanderson. You can't just, you know, everything <laughs> can't be perfect. I'm sorry. Right. Actually, to, to speak on that, uh, Mindy's uh, particular behalf again, dude, there was a movie that she helped write and co-star in. I don't remember it, but I remember I was on a flight, right? And, you know, I had the inline uh, uh, free airplane movie that they were giving or whatever the fuck. And I was like, all right, cool, cool. And I was kind of like flipping through. Nothing really looked good. They didn't have anything I wanted. They didn't, you know, they didn't have Logan, so I didn't know what else to fucking. <laughs> um, but I saw, I saw this, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Yeah, fuck it, let's watch it. And uh, I remember like, oh, this is actually a really good movie. This was well done. And I see the credits, and sure enough, she helped write the bitch. And I was like, all right, yeah, well done, Mindy. Yeah, she's a good writer. You she know. really is. But this, this is not a good hit. Velma is not it. And you'll watch it on a plane that you wouldn't normally watch. I mean, just case in point. You know, mm, it's just like, yeah. it's like, this is a captive audience. I'm here for like four hours or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah this I got is the closest you're going to get to literally kidnapping. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> yeah. I paid to be here, but. Yes. You know, I still don't have the option to leave. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to stare safely. at this tiny ass fucking three by four screen in front of me. I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, Vel- Velma, real bad. Yeah, no, Ugh, no, no, so bad. Yeah. Fortunately, though, this show did not take that route. Exactly. And had yes. that incredible opening episode, and like I was like on pins and needles waiting on episode two. Mm-hmm. I was still worried going into episode two because it's like, okay, they really nailed the shit out of the intro here. It's like, but they still could fuck it up. They could. It actually caught me a surprise though. Like whenever we started watching episode two, I was I was throwing through a loop through the first ten minutes, and we obviously know why. You know, we got it written right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You mean the uh, the Jakarta flashback scene? Exactly. Yeah, dude. I I well done though. When I was watching it too, I was like, man, this ain't in the game. I was like, what are they doing here? And then I realized what they were mm-hmm. actually showing us, and I was like, oh, this is good. Yes. Like immediately, like I'm sitting there like, and actually, I joked with uh, Ace about that, dude. I was just kind of like. Bro, we're gonna go back back to Jakarta. I need to know. <laughs> I need to know what happened to the doctor. You yeah. know, so it's it's good. And in that short, like seven to ten minute intro, I'm now newly invested in a whole other side project. The the origin, you know. So yeah. so so good, dude. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't jot her name down. That plays uh, bo- Doctor uh, Pertiri. Pertiri. Yeah, um, uh, I'm probably butchering that, but uh, man. This woman was an incredible actress. Yes, exactly. The way that she like reacted to like every, each stage of it, like first they showed her the cordyceps on the slide, then she saw it in the body, then she's talking to the general and he's like explaining what happened. And just the look, I mean, the her her reactions just sold it. Like hands down, man. And I really loved like uh it you know, her at the end, like the the guy's like, So what do we do? And she's just like Bond City. Yeah. Like, dude, the way she dropped that, that actually surprised the hell out of me. That was like 
there's no mercy. There's no empathy. It's literally, we have to bomb the city. It's already too late. Yeah. Yeah. And like herself included. Yeah. It wasn't like, get me out of here and then bomb the place. Yeah. It was like, I want to go home and be with my well, family. Well, you see the realization, and she did such a good job portraying that when you're like, she's pulling the fucking like fungi strands from Patient Zero's mouth. And it's like, as soon as she sees that, she's like, oh, pulls back. And she sees that it's actually like actively sensing and reaching for her. That told her everything she needs to know. Yeah. Like you saw that shit when it actually actively like said and started going towards her a little. Yeah. It was very subtle, but it was like, oh, no, it's too late. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's like, how many of these people are missing? Mm-hmm. Oh, like 14. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, bomb. <laughs> bomb yep. the place. Yep. And, you know, seeing this, like, you know, she's clearly like a lifelong scientist or whatever. This is a logical individual. She's going straight to the logic of this. It's like, yeah, if you want to save, like, the Earth, you got to destroy this place. But right. obviously, like, she wasn't factoring in, like, oh, this is, like, the largest flour mill in the world. Like, this this shit's in the flour. Christine Hakim. That's her oh, name. Nice. The, awesome. the actress who, who plays uh, Dr. Pratiwi. Yeah, well, her, she did a fucking incredible she job. She really did, dude. And yeah. I, I would lo- love if we got, like, some more scenes in that. I would, area. too. Yeah, I so. want to see the chaos unfolding. I want to see this shit hit the fan and immediately go off the charts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in the second episode, we get to see, like, ground zero for one of the bombs hitting. Mm-hmm. Like, and I loved that. And, like, I almost thought they were going to do a thing where they would do that kind of, like, where that would, like, fade into, like, the flashback of, like, where they're standing, like, before the bomb hit or whatever. You yeah. Know? But they didn't take us out of that moment, and I understand why they didn't in the show. Because, like, the second episode, that was where it was kind of put up or shut up for them because mm-hmm. when you're adapting a video game, like, as we know, a lot of being in a video game is, like, you're just walking around doing shit. Right. That doesn't necessarily make for great television. Or if you're video game players like us, we're walking around a room three times before we leave the room, making sure we've got all the shit, no collectibles, no trophies, yeah, all the ammo. All right, we're good to go. Yeah, there's yeah, no hidden yeah. portrait over here. There's, like, no little, like, you know, exactly, side yeah. thing. There's no thing on the wall where it opens and there's a treasure chest or whatever. Yeah, dude. There's no pots for me to break open. Yep. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Uh, Skyrim, there's no fucking uh, random uh, cheese wedges over in this boss. I need to make sure. All right, good, good, good. I need that mod now where, uh, you know, Joel's like fighting some zombies and he just casually takes a moment to eat like 400 cinnamon rolls. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Two health points apiece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now we can go. <laughs> the cordyceps zombies are just like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> can I have a Cinnabon? <laughs> Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Haven't eaten all day, damn it, actually. <laughs> uh, so the scene that everybody, like, uh, you know, we obviously got to talk about the scene mm-hmm. that everybody, you know, it was all about in the second episode is the clicker. Um, yes. Dude, did terrifying. they not make that clicker look amazing? They really did. Dude, like, so good. Cinematic masterpiece, like that scene for like, sure. Like HBO One streaming service of the year for me, and it's January. Like, yeah. Some shit's got to come out to take that away. But right now, that that was amazing, dude. Well, yeah. you know, I, I think that uh, I think they might have done it for me last year too with House of the Dragon. Like, uh, yeah. they did an amazing job with that, and they had to resurrect something that they themselves allowed to die on their own watch. So it's kind of like, mm. 
you know, they're on a roll, uh, and it, it's really up to them, I mean, I think, going forward. I don't know what they have going on the rest of the year. I know we don't get any more House of the Dragon until next year, but, I mean, obviously they're really thrilled with this. Like, the premiere was, like, the second most watched premiere in the history of the uh, of HBO Max. So. That's dope. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for them because Game of Thrones didn't deserve what it got. Right. It yeah. really didn't. So I'm glad the House of the Dragon, because you're right, it resurrected – a dying fandom. Yeah. A fandom that said, okay, never mind. They all put their fucking, uh, you know, Jon Snow cosplays away. You yeah. Know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I've never seen a fandom die like that. <laughs> uh, it, you know, I've, I've talked about this a lot where it's like, you know, that that's just a, a phenomenon because it's like, 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 okay, Star Wars, right? Like mm. the sequels are pretty much universally hated, um, especially by, you know, most of the people that like those movies were like seven when they came out, and right. that was their introduction to Star Wars, and they don't know anything else about it. And I feel like as those people grow up, they will also be like, no, these were trash. Uh, whereas, like, it didn't hurt the, like, it, it hurt the Star Wars fandom, but it didn't, had no chance of killing it, right? Right. There were still people flying, you know, around the planet to go to Star Wars Celebration mm-hmm. and shit. You know, like, there was, there was no you, right. you know, shortage of that. Like, Whereas, stars didn't even bleed. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, some of the Hobbit movies are garbage. Mm-hmm. The Lord of the Rings fandom's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Rings of Power is fucking trash. The Lord of the Rings fandom isn't going anywhere. Mm, I'm sorry to hear about that. Damn. It, oh, yeah, it's bad. Uh, mm. uh, that's why we probably haven't, that's probably why we haven't covered it yet. <laughs> I don't, I, I just, yeah, it's, it's. You don't have that much negativity in you. <laughs> if I'd have done it while I was watching it, when I was a little more enthused, it would have yeah. been one thing. But now, like, the longer I sit with it, the worse it is. You know, it's like I only remember the bad now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like that's the oldest fandom. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Technically, Sherlock Holmes is the oldest fandom. But uh, people like to credit uh, the Tolkien fans with it. Mm, so they can yeah. have it, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> but, yep. but, yeah, I mean, but, like, the Game of Thrones fandom basically died, man. Yeah. Like, they fucked it up so bad that, I mean, you just didn't see you didn't see the merch being sold. You didn't see people, you know, doing the cosplays very yeah. often. And it's just like it took over the culture for a long time. I mean, it was like one of the biggest TV shows, if not the biggest TV show. And then it was just like it, it just had this huge, massive spike, and then it just died. The you Davids know? really shit the bed on that one, dude. Yeah, yeah, they really did. I mean. I don't care how close you are to a Star Wars deal. If you're only getting that deal because of your popularity and your clout with this current project, current being the underlying word there, you don't fuck that up. You let it finish. You ride it out with the same effort you started, and then you go on your Disney train. Because, no, remember, they didn't get the Disney shit. Disney said, uh, on second thought, whip. You know what? This wasn't a contract. We're gonna terminate this. <laughs> Every, yeah. Everybody, tearing. everybody was like on uh, Dan and Dave's like dicks to get mm-hmm. them to. Hey, you know, like hey, come make some stuff for us. You know, you're making all this successful stuff, and um, we should have seen it come because David Benioff was one of the writers on uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I forgot and, about that. Yeah, and the beginning of that movie is really good, and, yeah. <laughs> and like. We should have seen it coming. Mm-hmm. But we were just like, nah, he was young then. It's fine. Yeah, he, he's learned from this mistake. This yeah. was his mistake. Oh, wait, never mind. This was his mistake. That uh, patterns, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, these guys are the Falcons in the fourth quarter. Like straight up, they just can't. They can't get the <laughs> shit done at the, at the end of the day. So damn. Yeah, I mean it's it's bad. So like you look at it and you know HBO is like, all right, we're gonna drag this corpse out of the damn cell, right. and they brought that shit back to life. Yeah. And this wasn't no low level resurrection spell, man. This th- this they like really like they hit it off. <laughs> right, greater restoration <laughs> shit over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah they had a, it. Took get diamonds the, for this. Get shit. the curse off this corpse, and then here here's a couple diamonds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, ah, yeah. no, we're not about to go play D and D. What are you guys up to? We are. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> this is D and D day for us. Damn it. Hell yeah, we're on about it. So. Second episode, mm-hmm. the clicker thing was great. Amazing so scene. So good. I, I also love that they revealed like the connectivity mm-hmm. between the infected. And that's not something that's really touched on in the game at all. No, it's not. And that was actually a really well-played-out, uh, really leaning into the science of it type aspect. You know, Because in the game, it makes sense. You make too much noise, the rest is going to come. You know, that's cool, that's fair. In this particular case, these things have uh, evolved or devolved, however you want to explain it, uh, with fucking shrooms coming out of their heads. Their ear holes aren't going to work no more. How are you going to work that? Uh, But immediately, the the show did such a beautiful job with, again, using the science to just kind of like sell the whole point of like, no, no, no. Like, this is actual, factual truth. If these cells at this end of a forest communicate to these cells a hundred miles away through the other end of the forest, guess what? That organism is still there talking to it, and it's instantaneous. Right. Yeah. It's scary how true that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's just fucking cordyceps and fungi for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and kind of like if you look into the science of it, like where this, you know, these things like take over an ant or a grasshopper or whatever, and like – the the thing that they do is they make it crawl to like the highest place around mm-hmm. and then they just start shooting them spores out to infect as many as they possibly can. It's like this yeah. is a real scientific thing. And um yeah, I really loved that aspect of it where, you know, you could uh you could trip over like a piece of it or whatever over here and like they instantly all know for like a mile radius where you're at. Imagine being the survivor who discovered that. Oh, like, man. You trip over it, and you're just like, oh, man, that's a fat-ass root. All right, whatever. I don't see any trees nearby. Well, I wonder what... Oh. Oh, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guarantee you the first person that figured that out didn't get to tell anyone. No. No, no, no. <laughs> like, literally, the first person to figure that out was the test subject, and the guy watching from the hill said, oh, fuck. I better not step on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah that that first guy fucked around and found out mm-hmm. very quickly. Like <laughs> it, there was not really a gap. Yeah. between the the fucking around and the finding out. <laughs> oh, this is good shit. Oh my god, this is how you start a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. We and we got a good one ahead. Hell yeah. Uh, it's Sunday for us at least. I don't know what day it is for you listening. It's a good day. <laughs> it is. We got to get our joy in because uh, when we go play D and D in a minute, we're kind of in like a space prison. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's it's not going to be lighthearted like this. You know, this show about everyone dying. Right. So, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the the, the test uh, death scene and yes. infection scene. That was wild. They yeah. took me by surprise, you know. Uh, they, they did something so bizarre. But then it's like once you think about it, it's like, no, wait. Duh, it sells. It makes sense, you know. Yeah. Um, the, the scene itself is 
gorgeous when Tess herself almost fucking just visceral in her yeah. energy and her dedication to this hope, to this dream, this idea that our girl Ellie could actually potentially be a cure, that she can be, you know, a source of, of saving for everybody, literally a walking potential savior in her genome. Yeah. But then she's revealing that she's got bit. Yeah. You bit, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you bit. And she knows she's not going to make it. Her shit got infected. It took all of like an hour. And that shit's purple and blue, veining down the arm, veining down her collarbone. Ellie's fresh. She ain't got no problem. Um, the grenades, the gasoline, the setup. And then, of course, the, the dismissal of Joe and Ellie. That itself was well played, too, because we never really know what their relationship is. And the show does such a good job portraying that where it's like, was there romantic inclination? Was it just desperate survival inclination? And it's like, there's there's sprinkles of both. Right, all of it, yeah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's like, no, this was still a comrade. This was still someone who's like, hey, I'm going to survive, and you're going to survive, so let's let's help each other, and maybe we can do so a little bit better together. And she's like, all right, my cards are on the table. I ain't got shit left to play, and, uh, you know, I ain't got many chips left, so I'm going to do the sacrifice play. Good luck, get. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and the, like, the tension in that moment. So, so good. Yeah, it was tremendous because you believe that maybe it's not even going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, she's trying to, like, get the lighter or whatever. That, that was just so well done. Yeah. Um, what's with uh, fucking Naughty Dog having shitty lighters? Uncharted had a shitty lighter too, and you're just like, "Dad, gum it!" Yeah, nobody <laughs> give that man a lighter. In the Naughty Dog <laughs> universe, no one has a big like. They no always, one has a big. It's all the shitty like the, like fucking Zippo. Yeah. You know, takes twenty tries to get one flame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not even the new butane kind. It's yeah. just the fucking butane. 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 Thank yeah. you. It sounded silly when I said it, so I was yeah. like, I said it. I'm saying it. Wrong. I was like, that's the the French pronunciation. Butane. Butane. <laughs> My butane later. My butane later. We we. Tousson. All of your French listeners just got pissed. Oh yeah, <laughs> livid. Just lost them all. All all three of them. <laughs> Damn. Oh, shout out to you three. I hope you guys are doing great. Yeah. Yeah. For all, some, all you listeners, uh, so, you so, cool guys and gals. Somehow there, there's like just a, a French barber shop or something, and like this that this this <laughs> podcast is on. And they're all just like, turn this shit off. <laughs> or, you know, I don't speak French, but clearly, Short, clearly by now. You, you know I do this shit too much. Short sidebar story. Uh, so I took French class in high school. And right. I, I, I said this was the easiest language class. I'm going to take this bitch. For however long I got to, so I took it once. I took it for another semester, and it was it was a fun class. It was really good. But I remember asking the French teachers, like, so I, I got this question, and this is like a good like two or three months into this at this point. So it's like you, you begin developing that repertoire with the teacher. She no longer has to look down at the sheet to memorize your name. She just knows you. So it's like, hey, Kevin, what's up? And it's like, well, who actually says soccer bleu? <laughs> and she's like, what? Yeah, Sacre Bleu, like the TV shows. They always say, like, in French, Sacre Bleu. And it's like, no, no one says that. Don't ever say that. You'll offend someone. And it's like, oh, oh, oh okay. Okay, and, yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, yeah, 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 yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, that, that's all. No, okay. good call on that, Thank yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, it'd be like uh, you're taking, like, Spanish class, and the only thing you ever watch is, like, the Speedy Gonzalez cartoons. You know what I mean? 
Right. Oh my gosh, so stereotypical. Just a man. bunch of really offensive shit. Well, notice we don't hear from that da- that damn uh, Speedy Gonzalez anymore. Yeah, yeah. they. He, I think yeah. he got canceled. And that's probably one of those things where it was like, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. could go. Like the fucking rooster, dude. The rooster. Yeah. <laughs> dude, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the rooster. Uh, Elmer Fudd managed to stick around. Elmer he, Fudd's he's doing okay. Yeah, he's doing good. Uh, uh, what what was the, the sheriff's name? Sam something? Oh, yeah. yeah uh, oh. Damn. Yo, Sam and Sam. Sam and Sam. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. stuck around. He's, yeah. he's doing okay. Yeah, yeah he's doing good. Uh, Damn. Yeah, good old times. Good times, man. Good times. Uh, shout out to uh, Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, again. Yeah, here we are. Fucking back on HBO. Damn. Yeah, that's you, true. Yeah. You think this was a paid episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not a sponsor. They. Yeah, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Um, So one last thing I want to touch, uh, touch on before we go into like full tilt spoilers for the game stuff. Like, mm-hmm. we got to talk about the creepy ass kiss. We have to. I was hoping to st- touch on that. that. Not a pun. That shit was crazy it was because i'm watching it unfold i'm just kind of like this is so first off the scene was already different in that wait never mind. i'm sorry nope i I almost broke our rule so i'm gonna i'm gonna do this instead well if it's if it's not gonna cover anything beyond the episode it's fine if it's just a difference from the game okay uh okay good to know in that case i will say what i was originally gonna say um in that case yeah no in the game up to this point it's the uh, the military force, uh, right. the policing agency that comes and storms into this place and like tries to take out our, our girl Tess in the in the Capitol building. But they change it out with cordyceps on the ground that get activated uh, accidentally, and it wakes up the butt fuck ton that were just outside on the on the fucking highway pass, whatever it was, and all those. Uh, zombies are, are infected, excuse me, from early in the episode, finally get waking up, they get brought in, and so that's the opposing force instead. And it was so weird watching that kiss unfold. Because I'm just like, why the hell is this nightmare scene happening? Yeah. And then you realize, oh yeah, that's right. The fun guy coming out of the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It was visceral. They knew what they were doing, choosing it to be a kiss instead. Yeah. And I was just like, this is making me uneasy. Yeah. But Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was so horrifying. Yeah. Um, and just like her, like, you know, her acting there, uh, Anna Tor mm-hmm. is the, is the actress. Incredible. Like just that whole scene. We only got two episodes with her. Yeah. But she damn nailed it. And she we could really get did. some flashbacks or something maybe with her and Joel, or, you know, maybe. Yeah. Um, I-, I won't put it past the show. Yeah. Yeah. They seem very willing to explore the the game a little bit so yeah um yeah i loved it man like so like out of 10 like wh- what would you give these first two episodes oh dude like fucking uh my brain first went to a nine out of ten for the collective two episodes um and i'm saying that thinking okay it's a nine out of ten so what's imperfect about it and admittedly i i can't think of anything out the gate that's like unexplainable or not taken care of already for us as the audience or something that can be taken care of later in the show, you know? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. So maybe I got to bump that score up to like a 9.3, 9.4 something, dude, because it's, it's nearly perfect. It is so well done. Uh, if I had to argue anything, I wanted to see uh, 
I want to see more fucking Tommy. Tommy was a dope brother at the beginning, dude. So yes, I mean uh, Gabriel Luna <laughs> yeah. who plays him. Yeah. Incredible. That's my fucking Ghost Rider. Like, yeah, he's amazing. Uh, Agents of Shield uh, season four. He, mm. They bring him in as Ghost Rider. Yeah, fucking killed it. So we, yeah, when they when they put him in this, I was just like, that's my goddamn mm. Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against you, Nicholas Cage. I almost wore the Ghost Rider hat today. I should have pulled it out. Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, man, like uh, the way that they like did like his transformation in the show mm-hmm. was cooler than all the fucking movies. Because like when he turns into him, like his literal like flesh just like burns off. It's fucking incredible. Like the way that they. Oh, did oh! It. I got really nervous. I was like, wait. Turns into what? <laughs> no, like the, he, no, no, he doesn't get infected. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. When yeah, he, he yeah, turns yeah. into a Ghost Rider in, right, the, in the show. No, uh, no, no, not in this show. He doesn't become Ghost Rider. In this show. Like, that would no, be a fucking twist. That would be a twist. <laughs> Hot damn. That, it's like, you know, I've been chilling while this infection breaks out, but let me. <laughs> right. <laughs> let me let me start handling shit. Dude, I, I, yeah, man, I, I love the show. I, I've got to give it like a high fucking 9.3, 9.4. Um, what as, about you? Well, you know, as a reviewer, it's like your brain was like, oh, this is great. Let me go to a nine because it's just like you hesitate to give anything a ten, right? Cause you really do, but you're just like, where's the problem? Like, why yeah. am I denouncing these points? Yeah. But it's like, I. Well, how about you? What, what's your score? Honestly, man, if I had to rank them separately, I would give the first episode a ten. I got no problem doing it. Like, I just think it's – Okay. I think it's a fucking – when when you give something a ten, you're not sort of saying it's perfect, but I think what what you are saying is that it's best in class for what it is. Mm, and when I okay. think about this, it's a serialized TV show on a premium network. As a first episode of a, of a show, can I think of something that did a better job? And I think the answer is no. Oh, and in that case, if I'm allowed to separate my scores, fuck it. The episodes one's a full on ten, yeah. dude. Yeah, I'll give it a ten, no problem. Yeah. Second one. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm kind of like in the nine to nine point five range. Like, yeah, uh, there there were the 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 stellar moments in that episode are scene stealers, mm-hmm. right? There's a little bit in there where I could see, you know, like they spend a while walking around the house or whatever, just minor stuff where it's just like, mm, yeah. okay, you know, this wasn't the best thing, whatever. Uh, but nothing that like pulled you out of it or was like, oh, I don't want to watch this. Like, I was still glued to the TV the whole time, right? So. No, no, no. You know what really bothered us for a second episode? How the fuck did Ellie get that goddamn sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who who made that bread? Yeah. 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 Yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's got that shit. No, I guess no the Fireflies got, got like an underground network. Although ironically enough, just just to be my own devil's advocate, uh to to go back onto the fandom train for the show, um that's further symbolism that Ellie's totally fine. Right. Yeah, cuz she's the only character we see eat bread and not transform. Yeah, I just thought about that. Yeah. I was like, do none of them eat any flour at all now? Not unless they – I don't know. I was talking to Q about that too. It was like, can, can you germinate or fucking like bleach purify flour or anything? Because you know we got bleach enriched flour. But yeah. it's like, can, can you use it enough without the technologies that we have on a daily basis – and do that with flour now? Well, and it's not, um, you know, is and is it? Th- there's a ton of questions. Like, is it just wheat? Like, was would rice flour have this problem? You know, oh, like, yeah. like is this just a gluten thing? Like, damn it, the motherfucker said the gluten know, was right? gonna get us. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. It did not make our dicks fly off. But yeah. damn, did it get us? <laughs> well, we don't know. It might make your dick fly off. 
We we haven't seen <laughs> we haven't seen anyone's attached dick oh, we, in the we show. Haven't? Not that we're asking to. <laughs> yeah, we're not asking. I, to, I'm okay I'm just, with that being unanswered. I'm a man of science, Kevin. I'm just saying we don't have the evidence that anyone's dick hasn't fallen off. <laughs> you you see uh, some normie, some bandit eat a slice of brilette, uh, bread later down the road. It's like, where, where'd you get that? Oh, I stole it from that little girl's backpack we just kidnapped, man. Yeah, it's like. Are you gonna be fine? Yeah, I'll be fine. Send in your uh, uh, request, please. My voice acting work uh, to my personal email. <laughs> oh my god! Ah, uh, there it is. Oh, so just to wrap up here, like, mm. and, and this is this is where we're going into spoiler territory, folks. So yeah, yeah. If you haven't played the game, you only seen the first two episodes. Uh, thank you for joining us. We're gonna do episode three this week. Come back mm-hmm. and see us. But real quick. Since I have someone who is so like into the games with me here, what do you think going forward? Like, like where do you think episode three is gonna go? Like, uh, is there anything that you're like really excited for the show to depict? Uh, very much so. I'm excited to depict the budding relationship between Ellie and Joel, and here's why. If you look at uh, Neil Druckmann and what he did with Last of Us and Last of Us 2, there was something that fandom everywhere, whether you're a Last of Us fan and you fuck around with the second or you're a Last of Us fan and you decide the second is just hot garbage, not for you, I.E.Q. Uh, and myself, admittedly, I don't like it either. Um, there's one thing that is like verbally, factually stated, and it cannot be denied. The first game is a story about love and hope. The second game is distinctly a story about hate. It has to be that. So what I'm expecting and what I'm hoping that the TV show correlates to and holds to very well is the development that at the end of the day, season one, the show, however they're doing it, I don't know their plan. I don't work for them. I wish. But at the end of the day, it needs to be a story about love and hope. Right. Yeah. In dark times, in post-apocalyptic settings, no matter what darkness happens, the relationship between Joel and Ellie is the signifying um, vestige where they sell that concept. And these are the moments now that they're isolated, now that there's no test buffer between them. It's just the two of them, just a raw relationship. Truth, no mask, no lying, just there. And of course, we'll talk about that whole concept in a minute. But this, this next part here is going to be them exploring, like, a, the neighborhood outside the state capitol. Um, as far as I think. I don't know. Right. And um, I think, honestly, it's going to be the beginning of, like, the, the little things that slowly melted the survivor's steel-cold heart that Joel has had to develop over these ten or so odd years since the outbreak and begin connecting for the first time in maybe a long time with another heart-beating human being. Right. Yeah. And especially like a little girl given his yeah. past, you know. Um, you know, it's interesting, you know, you talk about the kind of dissection of the two games, like what their themes are. Mm-hmm. Do you think the second game can work as a show? Because we're going to get it. I mean, they're going to do a season two. I believe in our girl Bella Ramsey strongly enough that I think she can do the the part – I, I, I just hope they do the story better, bro. 
Because, unfortunately, the game itself, the writing does no favors for a couple of characters. Can I go ahead and get into the spoiler sure, for the yeah. second game? Yeah, 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 we're, okay. yeah, Cause, we're, cause yeah we're here. That. We're full tilt. Okay, good. Yeah. Full tilt time. Bands are off. The chains are broken. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, the last dab, yeah. damn it. The, exactly. <laughs> Give me that Apollo we're, we're shit. That, we're that 2.5 million plus. Right. I actually kind of wanted some of that Apollo hot sauce the other day. I was making chicken. I was like, man, well, I could really go for something. We're going to a place where there's a bottle of it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I just bring raw chicken. I'm going to cook this while I'm here, please. Yeah. 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 Go ahead and throw that oven up. Yeah. Let me go ahead and just. Yeah. I'm going to just bake these chicken wings and legs. You're good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Um, yeah. No. So the second game. Uh, and again, Ace and I were talking about this recently because you think all the fuck we do is talk about nerdy shit. Well, guess what? That is what we do. Yeah. We, we only record a little bit of it. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, dude, the the second game does such a shitty job of portraying Joel, and it dismays who and what he's become over this entire time as a survivor, and it makes simple, basic bitch mistakes that he wouldn't make, right. and it creates a character that's like, no, this is unfair because you're... Why is he all of a sudden no longer as competent as he once was? I get it that he's a softer man, that he's a, a man who's been introduced to the concepts of hope and love, and now he's a positive human being. But that doesn't mean that he's a sorry-ass human being, too, right. who doesn't know better in these moments where he's like, okay, no, something's wrong. This is a setup. They got fucking golf clubs in that room. I don't want to take no nine iron to the head, you know? Right. Uh, but here we are, yeah. you know? Um and then, honestly, if you were a guy character in that game, you were fucked from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and stick that claim. Yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, I, I can't I can't state enough how much, like, people like competent characters. Mm-hmm. They just do. It, it's the main thing that is the problem with the Star Wars sequels. Uh, it's the main thing that is the problem with, like, uh, you know, uh, like Last of Us Part Two. I mean, I clearly it's it's a huge issue there. Uh, there was what was some other uh, stuff? Uh, it's the main problem with like Ant Man Two. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck that movie. Uh, all throughout, it's just like don't build up. It's fine if you want to have an incompetent character in your yeah. show or whatever. That's fine. That's been done throughout the ages successfully, but. The main characters, for the most part, need to be competent and don't establish a character's competency to then later on uh, devalue it or destroy mm-hmm. it for your plot. Yeah, don't undermine your own stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's literally surrounding one of the homie commandments. It yeah. is it, yeah. exactly yeah that sacred text. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. So you know, it, I I can totally see how they're going to have to do some real work for mm-hmm. season two to make it. And I really hope that they pivot hard because I don't think that if you adapt the second season to the second game as closely as the show has done it thus far, mm-hmm. I think they are going to lose viewers hand over fist. Yep. Another weird saying. Because, you know, you just <laughs> that doesn't make it, doesn't do it. That doesn't really do much. <laughs> you, you still have a fist. I yeah. Can, that, that's, yeah. yeah. yeah it's just, just like, awkward now. You're like... Uh, I, I don't I don't know how this is supposed to symbolize like <laughs> anything, but all right, we gotta do an episode uh, about weird phrases in American English. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just just weird shit people say. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, like, I, like another one. Let's. I'm, I'm gonna make this joke real quick. Where the fuck did the phrase "son of a bitch" come from? Because well, bitch was a female dog. Yeah, that's true. So what? What does that mean? <laughs> Maybe it was originally about a puppy. And then, I, I, but yeah. people like puppies. Yeah. So yeah. when did it become like you son of a bitch? Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's just a weird one. Okay, I'm. I'm not gonna derail on this. No. Yeah. No, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could we could go down this rabbit hole. I was about to say I I'm fully prepared to, but don't don't let me scuba dive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know another thing though to to take us back to it like mm-hmm. they also you know in HBO will it'll be two years before we get the second season exactly so because uh, I was just say they're gonna have to age Bella Ramsey up a bit mm-hmm. you know but uh, I think it should be fine by then yeah you know, so and they're gonna have to get whoever the fuck plays uh who, what's fuckface's name Abby yes thank yeah. you fuckface that's her name the internet's well, already trying to cast Abby and I'm just like mm. f- they would have to pay me a lot of money like if I was this actress that they're trying mm-hmm. to get you know how much money they'd have to pay me to portray this character because you're gonna yeah. get Brie Larson. Like no one's gonna want you no. after that. Like even if you do a great job, people fucking hate this character. Yeah. So exactly, uh, that's actually a good verb. You're gonna get Brie Larson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so and that's the problem. It's like to get a female character to do that. Either a you're gonna have to get a really good computer tech team in order to get someone who uh, is a an actress and b that fucking built. Yeah. Uh, a yeah. Uh, a muscle mommy, as Ace put it yesterday. <laughs> Shout out to you, Ace. Oh, my. Yeah, I was just like, pretty sure I never heard that term. Pretty sure I could have gone on for the I rest was, of my I life. I was about to say, yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. It's like, <laughs> I'm curious. I want to see. Oh, oh, wow. You know? Uh, I got yeah. lost in imagination. What are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna probably yeah. have to get like a like somebody who's like a pro wrestler, or MMA fighter, or uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can't think of any famous ones that come to mind right now that we could get. <laughs> Damn. Uh, hmm. Damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, I don't know, man. I, you're right. They got a couple years to really like look back on that ship and be like, okay, do we want to take this as is, or do we just want to salvage? And make different, you know? Yeah, I mean, because yeah. honestly, like, the second you kill Pedro Pascal off, you're going to lose a ton of people immediately. Mm-hmm. It'd be wild as fuck if they just, like, kept Joel alive in the second season. Like That'd be hilarious. Yeah. yeah. The, the, I feel like the, the fans of that game would, like, be turbo pissed, but I'm mm-hmm. just like, they're in the minority. I mean, most people that are going to be watching the show, I mean, I think... You know what Q and I originally thought uh, forever ago that Joel was going to be in the second game? We thought he was going to be like a, a ghost, a mental apparition this whole time. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it didn't exist or whatever? Well, like he did, but that he died in between the games. Oh, right, And that right. he's with Ellie because we were told you're playing as Ellie and that Joel would be, you know, the side piece or whatever. But unfortunately, we had this great idea, this concept where – you're playing the game of hate, avenging Joel, without them ever telling you that you're avenging Joel himself because he's with you. And all of a sudden, they M. Night Shyamalan you and say, oh, I'm sorry Joel died. And yeah. then Joel's sitting right beside you the whole time like, what the fuck? And you're realizing that, oh, nothing he ever interacted with was actually physically there, anything like that. It was this cool concept. And it's like, 
maybe I, I would like to see something like that on TV. I think that could really sell really well, like a very Black Mirror vibe esque thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, dude, the the game just decided to go. All right, and episode one, scene one, and fuck you, Joel. Moving on. I mean, I will give them credit, uh, you know, for that second game in that they did like decide to go in a direction that no one anticipated. Yeah. And they 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 were not afraid. They had a vision. They were not afraid to follow through with it. They should have been. Yeah. But but you know, they took a risk and it didn't pay off. But you know, it is what it is. They still took it. I'll give them a little credit for that. Yeah. Uh but at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, you Did know, you play the second game at all? I played a little bit. And and I, and honestly, okay. the thing is that my main complaint about the first game is the gameplay. I don't like it. Mm. The gameplay in the second game is actually like really good. Like the actual like minute Yeah, that's to what minute. Q was, Yeah, yeah. Um but Q and I were talking about that too, yeah. Fucking garbage. It's bad. It's the reverse of the first game. It's like amazing just balls of the wall incredible story mm-hmm. and then I don't like the gameplay and then the second game it's like, "Oh man, this gameplay is really fun." Uh Oh yeah, but fuck all the rest of this, you know, mm. so. Yeah. Yeah, not great. Well, man, uh, I you know I we guess we can go ahead and wrap this one up, dude. Absolutely, thank you for joining me. Of course, here. dude. Fuck yeah, I'm I'm honored. I got to be your first guest for the Last of Us topic. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. This, Kicking it this off. is good shit. Yeah, uh, I'm honored. I got to be on you know your show. This is dope. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, I, hey, like I said, you know, you helped inspire me to be sitting here doing this. So I, you know, I always. Uh, Definitely had it in the plans to have you on, so I'm glad we're here. Fuck yeah, thank you, dude. Thank you, thank you. That means a lot. Well, uh, we will be back uh, later on this week with uh, our coverage of Episode 3. Once again, thanks for joining me here, and uh, this has been another episode of Entertainment Evolved.